Welcome back to Ratchet and Wrench Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and today I'm joined by Doug Grills, the owner of AutoStream Car Care Center with locations across the state of Maryland. Today, Doug and I are going to be talking about how to vet how to hire, and how to retain your technicians. Uh, Doug has been operating business for decades, and he wants to share some of his wisdom uh, going from a single shop to a multi-shop owner of really the process that he uses to sell the vision, as he puts it, to ensure that his technicians are fulfilled, they're happy, they're gainfully employed, and that they're eager to bring their friends to come work at his shop. So without further ado, here's Doug Grills. Well, hey, Doug, welcome to Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Thanks, Chris. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's always great to see you. Always great to interact with you. Uh, you're just, I always tell people, you know, Doug Grills is like one of the most genuine guys that I've come across in this industry. Like, you always have a good word. You always have something positive to say. You're always, you know, very, very, up, up, very motivational, uplifting uh, in the things that you say and how you move around the industry. So I, I've grown to really appreciate that about you. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you to say that. And yeah, I do try to, do what I can to promote our industry and provide information and, and lift other people up. So I appreciate those comments. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about, you know, tell us about your shop, like, uh, about AutoStream. Tell us uh, how you started AutoStream and how long you've been in business. Well, actually AutoStream, we're going to be 25 years next year. So we're close to a milestone uh, anniversary next year. And so that's pretty exciting. And so our first location, we started in, uh, Ellicott City, Maryland. And, you know, we always had this vision of growing multiple stores. So unlike some people who come into it, they have a certain degree of success or lack of success, whatever their story is. Uh, for us, regardless of how it went, we just always had this vision of multi-store operations. So we started rolling up stores right away. Uh, we got our second one in less than our in less than a year after the first, got our third one in less than two years. And then we just kind of started going from there. And then it took us a long time you know, we had some that we bought and sold, some that didn't fit with us uh, strategically from a real estate perspective or for whatever reason, we couldn't work out a long-term real estate deal. So we sort of hovered around the four to five range for a while. And then in the last, I would say five years, we've, we've added more stores. So we're up to nine now. We have nine locations in the Baltimore, Washington area. And we kind of stretch from the DC suburbs of Montgomery County all the way over to Anne Arundel which is Annapolis, which is on the Chesapeake Bay. And the bulk of what we have is in, is in the Baltimore area. And do you, I mean, do you plan yeah. on continuing to add more? Yes. Yeah. We're trying to find others and uh, continue to grow the brand. And uh, so we're going to, we're going to continue to do that. And, and um, you know, it's been, a, it's been a great journey. I mean, we've learned a lot and we've, um, you know, we've made a lot of mistakes. I like to tell people, anybody who wants to know, like we've, we made a lot of mistakes. So, you know, you just need to get uh, information that's out there. There's great coaches. There's great training. There's there's resources like Ratching and Wrench and the Management Conference. And you just need to get great information and continue to persevere and, and make your way through. So, yeah, we're going to continue to try to grow and build the brand and, and just create a, a larger footprint in the in the wow. Maryland area. So, Doug, tell us about your your first foray with hiring and retention. Now, you're you're a shop owner. You've been around for a long time. You've got you know nine shops. Tell us about you know in the beginning, like when you when you didn't know what you didn't know. Uh, how how are you handling your hiring processes, and how are you you know managing and maintaining your employees? Well, we you know it's funny. It's a great question. When you go back to when I started, I mean, we were hiring people. I was very involved in it. 
we were out interviewing candidates and we were using all the traditional channels. Of course, this is a long time ago, right? I documented that we started 25 years ago. So the channels that were available at the time, uh, but we were, you know, we were trying to find great qualified candidates and tell them about our story and what we wanted, what our vision was for the future. And of course, when you have one location or two locations and your vision is to grow it to five or 10 or beyond, uh, you're, you're sort of trying to share that vision with people and having them buy in. And, and as you, as it takes time for you to do that, some people are going to buy into your vision. Some people don't. And so it, it's, it's, it's much more challenging to retain people, you know, in the early going, I think. Um, but as people see that over time, you do the things that you say you're going to do, then retention becomes easier, I would say, because they realize that you put your money where your mouth is, you back up the things that you say, uh, you create opportunity for people in the organization, which that's a big motivator for us. We want to create opportunity for the people that have joined our company. And so growth is a part of that and creating opportunity for people when they join. So people who join AutoStream Car Care, whether they come in at the entry level as a technician or whether they come in at the entry level on the, on the front counter, they know that there's a career opportunity for them to grow in a company that's going to offer them a great living and great benefits and be a great place to work. And that those things have really helped us solidify retention in recent years versus what we did at the beginning, which for anybody is just, it's a harder story to sell. And I know that maybe doesn't sound great to say yourself, but you are, you're selling a vision. And until that vision becomes, starts to begin to, to be realized, it's, it's harder to sell that. But as time goes along, um, it's a more convincing story and you, and you can, you can help people believe in what you're doing and, and stick, stick on the team and, and help you get where you want to go and help them get where they want to go. That's really, that's really the big key. That's really the key we, we should talk more about. Yeah, absolutely. Just, and I do want to talk about that, really the idea you talk about of just selling the vision. You know, when you're first starting off, you know, getting people to trust that you've got this plan, you've got a, you know, a career path for them, a place for them to go. Uh, like, how did you go about that? Like, what were, what were some of the, the things that you talked about in those early interviews when you were bringing people on and tell, selling them this vision that, hey, I want to have this multi-shop operation? Uh, what, what were those conversations like? Well, we would talk to people at every opportunity. Uh, we always try to reinforce what it is we're trying to do and how we're going there and, and how we're going to get there. And we have like for us every year, we do a kickoff meeting at the beginning of every year. And we've done that for 25 years. I'm saying, you know, it sounds hard to believe. I think our corporate background gave us that training, but we always talked about let's recognize the accomplishments of the previous year. Let's talk about the things we want to do this year. Let, let's, let's engage with people on, on, on the game plan and the vision and have them believe in what we're trying to accomplish. And we would meet with people throughout the year. We would have a team builder. Uh, we have an annual Christmas. We just want to try to engage with everyone and let them know that we're sincere about accomplishing our goals together. I think one of the other big keys when it comes to employer retention is goal posters. And we got that from a consulting company, a training company years ago. Everybody in the company has to create a goal poster. And we still do that today. And so we're asking you when you join AutoStream Car Care, you have to tell us what your personal and professional goals are. And they're both there. I want to know both like personally, and it could, it could be, I want to buy a house or I want to have a beach house. I want to have a vacation home. I want to renovate my home. I want, you know, I want to be able to put my kids in private school, whatever, the, whatever the goals are, I want to know what they are. And then obviously professional goals as well. And then the, and then the point of that exercise is we're going to work together. You're going to put your goal poster up at the location. You're going to see it every day. 
which reinforces in your own mind the things that are important to you and what you're there for, what you're really working towards. And we're going to work together to make those things happen. And then what I share with everybody today is that many years ago, when I did my goal poster 25 years ago, my goal poster had a lot of things that had to do with me and the things that I wanted for, for myself, for my family, for my business. And I'm not saying that my goal poster today, which has been revised several times, that my most recent goal poster doesn't have anything about me. It does. But my real goal today is to help my people accomplish their goals and dreams. That's really what my role is today. And to the extent that I can do that and we can accomplish that as a group, and David asked with our, our managing director working with, with, with us on that. He's obviously a great integrator you know, running our day-to-day operations, the more we can reinforce that with people that we're in this together, trying to accomplish goals and dreams, shared accomplishments, then that's, that's the key to retention in my mind. That's what makes people believe that, Hey, you're really here to help me get the things that I, that I want. And in the process, we're going to have a great company and a great experience that customers are going to love. No, I love that idea of the goal poster. Is that something that you guys do once you, once the new hire is in, like you sit down and you set the goals up upon hiring? Or is that something, is that like a, a preliminary exercise that you do to find out if the person, you know, fits the culture that you're trying to, you know, you're trying to achieve? Well, there's a couple of things there actually for us today. And the answer is yes, we do try to vet people and make sure that they fit our culture. But here's the other thing that's great for us on hiring and retention is that the, the vast majority of people that work for us today, as a matter of fact, 80% of the people that work for AutoStream Car Care knew somebody who worked with us before they came to our company. So we have an 80% referral rate. So, which is amazing. I mean, that's, you know, that, but I I do benchmark with a lot of other companies and that's probably the best number that I know of. And so, and we even had like Brian Sump, who I know, you know, well, he was at our kickoff meeting just this past year. And we did that exercise in the room. We said, Hey, if you knew somebody at AutoStream Car Care, when you went, when you came to work here, stand up. And over three quarters of the room stood up. It's a very powerful thing. So for us, we know that there's a lot of cultural fit because these are people that we already have a relationship with, an association with on some level. And then to, your, you know, to answer your direct question, the goal poster, when they come on board, we use Trainual, which is an online training platform. Uh, we do all of our onboarding and training with Trainual. And one of the requirements in Trainual is you have to create a goal poster and it's got to be on file and available to your coworkers, your managers, and obviously all the leadership team and myself in the company. So we can look at anybody's goal poster at any time and access it online. And then you're going to keep a copy, a physical copy of it at your location that you see uh, every day when you walk into work. But that's how we that's how we track it and make sure that people are are letting us know what their goals are. And then we and then we constantly reinforce the message Every meeting that we have, whether it's a weekly Zoom meeting or a leadership team meeting or um, a company-wide meeting, we always let people know that, hey, that's this is what we're about. We're, we're about helping you execute at a high level, giving you the tools and the support that you need to do your job well, make a great living for yourself and your family, and have us meet your goals, our goals, and have us be able to give back to the community, which is another key value for us. We want to be able to try to return some of that good fortune to the, to the communities where we, where we work. 
Yeah. No, that's kind of cool that you give everyone like kind of open access to the goal posters. I think you know, that, that added accountability, I'm sure it does help people. Do you look at the goal poster and like during your meetings or in your one-to-ones with some of your guys like or girls and just sit down with them and say, hey, look, you have this as one of your goals. You know, how are you doing with progressing towards this goal or can I help you achieve this goal? Like, do you guys have those sort of check downs as you go through the goal posters? They do. Yes, they do. I don't do it as, you know, I don't do it personally. David and his team, they do. They do a lot of one-on-ones and they talk about goals and shared accomplishment. I'll tell you from my perspective as an owner, and I've shared stories like this before, but I mean, I I remember a few years ago, this has been a few years now at our, at our Clarksburg location, you know, I, I showed up there one day and our lead technician there came walking across the floor right up to me with a huge smile on his face and shook my hand and said, hey, I just want to thank you. And I, and I was like, why? And he said, because I just closed on my first house yesterday. And I'm just telling you that as an owner, there is no more gratifying a feeling as you know having somebody approach you and tell you something like that. And, and by the way, I have other stories just like that. Guys that they bought their first house or they got a new car or truck that they wanted or whatever it happens to be, you know, anytime that someone comes up and shares news like that with you, It's a tremendously gratifying feeling, you know, as an owner, seeing people do these things. uh, It's just it's awesome. But I do know that they that that our leaders, our leaders and the leadership team are talking about goal posters and talking about progress towards things. And they and they literally physically do that. They cross things off on the goal poster as they accomplish these different uh, milestones that they've set for themselves to accomplish. How important would you say those one-to-ones are, those meetings are in retaining your, your team? Oh, I think they're critically important. And I, and I think that, you know, one of, the, one of the key things that I would say, I mean, it's, you know, it's funny, Chris, because there are so many different areas of our business, whether it's handling employees or handling customers or handling leaders, where what is the thing we always talk about? Communication, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's customer issues that come up where lack of communication or poor communication creates an issue. And those same things can, can potentially happen. Those pitfalls are there with employees if we're not communicating consistently and in a way that's meaningful with people. So that's why you have to set up these processes and these systems that make sure that this communication is happening on a regular basis. And you're constantly talking about it and reinforcing with your leadership team. We just had, a, we just had actually a, a, an event last night we had a service management, all of our key leaders and front counter personnel. And we got together, one of our vendors uh, hosted us at a top golf in Baltimore. So we just had sort of a team building event last night, but we talked about communication among the, the location leaders and making sure that we're in close contact with our techs and making sure that they understand what our goals and our objectives are and how they play a part in that. And are they getting the things that they want out of the relationship and, and how are we winning together? So we just did that last night. We do it all the time. Every chance we get, uh, communication is always key in so many facets of business. And I, w- you know, I would say if we, could, if we could fix just that, that would probably take care of 90% of the things that we encounter in our businesses. Yeah, no, I love that you, you do that. You, know, you talk about how we can win together and you know, what can we do to support you? I think people, I think that's the thing that people want most is they want to go to a job. They want to be in an environment where they feel supported. They feel like their work matters to the people they work for. And I guess it's no wonder that you have an 80% referral rate. I want you to talk about that a little bit more. Like, what do you think it is about AutoStream, about you got, you know, what you guys do that 
makes your techs want their friends to come work with them? Well, it's it, it's a great question. And it's it's one of those things. So part of what I relate to, to people when I tell the story is that, you know, when you start a company, right, you have this grand vision, you want to you want to have this great place to work. And Rick and I, you know, I mentioned it at the management conference a few weeks ago. I mean, when we started, we just wanted to build a great company. That's really what it was about. We just wanted to have this great company that people love to work for. They love being a part of it, that customers love to do business with, and that we could make a difference for the community. That's really what we wanted to do. Yes, we wanted to make a nice living, but that wasn't really the focus of what we wanted to create. And so when, you know, when you talk to employees about, hey, I want to create this great place to work, you have this vision, but you're sort of, you're putting a lot of momentum and a lot of inertia towards it. And you just hope that someday you realize you get to this place where you do in fact have this great place to work. And you start by instilling great culture and values. And you let people know that you care about them, you care about the community, you care about the customers and the difference that you're making for them. And then over time, as that becomes more real, I guess for lack of a better word, then people start to buy in. And so, you know, we tell people all the time, we want to we want to have the best pay plans. We want to have the best benefits. We want to have all of these things that make working for AutoStream attractive and and bring in great talent. And and then and then we also tell everybody, we hold everybody cal- accountable to that. Like that's a very high bar. Like we've got to maintain our profitability. We want to have 401k matches and we want to have great insurance plans and we want to have all these other things. And then in the process, uh, as we're, as we're creating these great places to work, it just kind of, it just kind of rolls from there. And that's what, that's what creates it. People get in, get involved in the organization and they say, man, this place is great. They have great leaders. They got a great culture. They care about their people. They care about their customers. They're making a difference in the community. Man, you, you, you need to get involved. You want to come on board. And that's a, the reason that I re- mentioned the origin story is because that's really kind of a dream realized in a sense, mm-hmm. because that's what you always hoped for when you started out. But you know, when it starts to become real, and for us, it has become a little real, it's, it's an exciting feeling. It's really, it's awesome and it's great, but it takes, it took a long time and it, it took a, it took a lot of belief in what it is we were trying to do day to day. And as that's sort of permeates the entire culture, it just creates a place where people, people want to be a part of it. People love to be a part of winning teams. I always say, you know, people say to me, people want to be a part of winning teams. And that's the more winning that you can create, the, the more people want to be a part of it. And that's a that's a huge draw when it comes to rec- recruiting people and retaining them. Yeah, no, I love that approach that you take. You let everybody know that like how their work benefits the other person's you know livelihood. Like essentially, like you talk about you know like we hit our goals, we do this right, then you know we can do more four one k matches, we can do more of this. I think it's really good that you that you do it that way. That everyone feels like that they're taking care of each other essentially. Like it really does feel like, hey, we're we're doing this to make sure that we all look after each other, so that if we all want, you know, these great benefits or these great bonuses, we're all working together to make sure it happens. And, and you know, that's a great point, and it's part of it's part of being a member of a high performing team, and that's something that we talk a lot about. Is you know, we our goal is to be the very best at what we do. We don't make any bones about it. We're not, you know, I'm not saying that we are. I'm saying that's our goal. Mm-hmm. And so every day we're we're reminding ourselves that we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard. And we expect that from every member of the team. And it only works if we're all committed to that vision. 
And so there's an accountability that gets created that the employees themselves are, are committed to. They're bought in. They want to they make amazing things happen for themselves, understanding that everybody has a role to play. And there's nobody who's more or less important than anybody else. And so do, do your job, right? Perform your role and make sure that you're doing the things that you're being asked to do and performing at a high level. And we will give you the training and the support you need to be successful. I, we, th that's another big thing for us. I, I for years, I, I didn't take enough personal responsibility for how people for, performed in their jobs. Mm -hmm. And the day that I accepted greater personal responsibility for that, for how people fared in their job and, and understood that if you're not able to do your job at the level that I would like to see you do it at, I'm the first person I'm going to look at. I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm going to do that a lot because I'm going to make sure that I've given you the tools and the training and the support. And if you do the things that I'm asking you to do with the right attitude and commitment, I'm telling you right now, you'll be successful. And um, that didn't, it wasn't always that way in our company. I would say it took us a while to kind of understand, okay, that's really our job. Like, let's not point fingers at employees. Let's give them the support they need and let's ensure that they're successful at what they do every day. Yeah. Uh, and how, how, um, how does the training fit into that equation of just people wanting to stay with you? You know, I know that, you know, people do want a career. They want, they don't want just a, a job, something they go to every day. I mean, anybody can get a job, right? But they want somewhere where they can really put their heart into it. And it seems like your people really have their hearts set on being at AutoStream, being a part of that culture, helping one another grow and excel. Uh, how much is training a part of that? Like, cause I know that's something that when I think about you know, techs in the industry, that's something that everybody wants. People want to have more training. They want to be better at their jobs, but they don't always get that. So how, how would you factor in training in, into your um, equation for retention? It's, it's a big part of it and training. And like we just talked about, like our, it's our, it's our job to, to make sure that you understand exactly what you're being asked to do to be successful. So, you know, on both sides of the house, whether it's technical training in the back of the house or it's sales training or phone answering skills or whatever it may be on the front, uh, we're going to provide you with that, with that information and training. And on, on the technical side, we have people dedicated to, we have a person who's his title is production and training manager. He's responsible for all of the technician uh, sort of like certification, evaluation, making sure that they're getting the training and tools that they need to be successful. So we have a person who's dedicated to, to doing that and making sure that there's technical courses that are being brought to the table. We have classes that we're uh, attending and being a part of, and we bring trainers in. The, the nice thing about the size of our organization today is that we can more economically bring people to us and train you know, at our locations and in our geography, as opposed to sending people out to have that accomplished. Um, and we do the same thing on the front counter as well. Uh, we provide people with, with sales training and, and, and opportunity. And, and so we'll, and we'll do classroom and hands-on. We have a couple of people that are dedicated to working with people in the, on the front counter. Uh, we have a couple of area managers that that's their responsibility to make sure that, th that we're executing at a high level on the counter. And then uh, on Trainual, which, which I mentioned before, it's this online platform and resource. There's different modules that you have to go through. And as you complete them, it tracks your progress. So you can look at the entire organization and know how you're, how you're performing in terms of these online modules that people have to take. But I'll tell you what, interestingly, like in this meeting that we were just in last night, one of the big topics, we're, we're implementing a new uh, management system. And so um, we're doing 
training videos, real-time training videos on implementing this new uh, management system. So these, these videos are being put up real-time, like yesterday. They put up three, no vi- three new videos on, here's how you handle different issues in the management system. So setting up tickets or handling parts ordering or whatever it is, we do real-time videos that are available to everybody online. Okay. Now there's this kind of prevailing thought, you know, that, well, if I spend all my time and money and effort and energy, you know, training people, what if they leave my shop and go somewhere else and take that training with them? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about that? And, you know, is that a good posture to take as a shop owner? I, I, I mean, I feel like you're, if, if you have a high performing team and you have high goals and objectives, you have to provide people the training that, that they need to get there. And hopefully all the other things that we've talked about in terms of the culture and the workplace environment and the benefits and the comp and all the other things um, keep people engaged and wanting to stay with you. And you're going to provide that same level of training to everybody regardless. And is somebody going to leave you? Perhaps they might. Um, but But I still feel like that doesn't alter in any way your commitment to support and training and resource and equipment and everything else that you need to provide to people to be successful. And frankly, you know, people leave you for different reasons. We actually have somebody who is leaving because they're, they're changing geography. They're moving somewhere else. And we have another industry contact in the area where they're moving to. Uh, and so we link them up with, with that person. And so we're leaving on great terms. I just saw them last night at this meeting, actually. And, and this person was thanking me and saying, Hey, I really, it's amazing. I love working for AutoStream. I can't believe that, you know, you guys have helped me facilitate a job in a new market. Um, obviously we're not looking to put people in competitors in our market. Um, does that happen? It happens occasionally. Um, but, but we're, but we just take a view that, um, we are invested in people and in, and, and in their future and what's best for them. And in this case, it was somebody who was making a geographic move and we helped them with it and it worked out and hopefully it will work out for our, for our friend who's in that market and who's interviewed them and vetted them just like they would anybody else and decided to you know, hire somebody who's been in our organization for a while. Oh, that's, that's a cool story. <laughs> that's a really cool story. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool. It's probably not typical, but yeah, for us, we have, you know, we have a lot of contacts in the industry. And, and so, and as, and by the way, I've heard stories like that where technicians, uh, you know, like I know one, a shop owner in Ohio and the technician or somebody was either, were either relocating to Ohio or from Ohio, but, and they got in touch with other people that they knew in the country. And I mean, I have heard instances of that. So yeah, it, it makes great sense. You know, if you, you've got contacts in the industry and you can help people connect with other people that you know in the industry that do a great job and have great companies and great cultures themselves. Why not? Let's, let's, let's work together to make that happen. Yeah. So speaking of vetting, like what's your process look like when you, you know, when you get a resume across your table, like what's your, what is your process to, you know, check that employee or check that potential employee out and see you know how they fit, if they're a good fit or, or what? The honest answer for me is it's been a while for me. I don't do that personally. So uh, there's other like David and people on his leadership team that are, that are doing that. So I just want to put that out there at the beginning. Like I, I really, the hiring and firing is not something that I, that I'm doing day to day. Um, but what we will typically do is we, yeah, we'll get resumes through various channels. Uh, we'll vet people on the phone. Um, we'll make sure that, uh, that we have a good, you know, sort of conversation at the beginning 
that it makes sense for us to get together in person. Uh, there was some, at one time, there was some virtual meetings that were being held as a precursor to a, an in-person meeting. Uh, but for the most part, I think we then go to an in-person meeting and then several people will vet a candidate. So it's not a one person interviewing another person. It's typically two or three people that are gonna, that are gonna vet a potential employee. And then we also were big believers in, in trying to do a working interview. So we'll have people come in and you know, spend some time on the counter or spend some time in a bay and, and giving us a sense of, of, of what they're like to work with and what their capabilities are to, to do the do the things that they seem to know and say match up with what's on the resume. So we're kind of verifying that way. And then, as I said, you know, as we've already documented, a lot of these folks that we're bringing in are people that we have a relationship with, a connection to uh, in some way. And so um, in a sense, you have an existing employee vouching. You know, they're, they're, they're sort of vouching for the credibility of that person who's walking in the door. Uh, but we do. But we and, and then through that entire process, we determine that, hey, they are they are a good fit for us. They, they do uh, understand that we have a, a certain philosophy in a way that we want to do things and they're ready to embrace that. And, and we bring them on board and then spend a bunch of time onboarding them and training them, acclimating them to our to our to our process and our procedure, but also to our, our beliefs and cultures and core value. OK, I want you to talk about that a little bit, too, just this idea of hiring in network, because it seems like, you know, your network is where you're pulling people in from, whether it's yours directly from people you know, like you talked about, or, you know, you're moving people into other shops through your network, or you're talking about the people who are in your shop, who are, who are accessing their network, you're bringing people in. I mean, how important is it for a shop owner to, to have that sort of advantage as opposed to having to always go to a job board? Uh, it's a huge advantage. And we're very lucky to be able, we're blessed to be able to do that. I mean, and, and, and we have the ability to be able to hire people and bring them into our organization and have them understand what it means to be a part of AutoStream and what we value and how we do things. And it's, it, you know, I talk about it, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like scale gives you certain advantages, being able to put people in place that are focused on, on hiring and retention and training in the back of the house, training in front of the house, all these different areas of your business. Uh, scale certainly brings that uh, to to the table, which is a which is a great. It's just a wonderful thing. It's a blessing, frankly. And 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 then in terms of hiring people, same same thing. Having that scale, having the ability to bring people in and and have them be in your system. When we go to open stores, we open last year as an example. We opened three stores in the last six months of the year in 2022. So from July 1st to the end of December, we, we added three stores and we did a lot of that hiring in advance of those store openings. And we had the ability to have people work in our other stores, train with our people. We have we have a, a, a senior service uh, director who will do the bulk of our front counter training, but people get to spend time with him, understand our approach and what we believe in and what we think is important. But yeah, it's a, it's a huge a blessing to be able to bring people into your organization, get them, have them really be a part of your, your operation and your culture. And then you go to open a store and instead of walking in with somebody that you've had for a week, you're walking in with somebody that you might've had for two or three months. So that, that is an unusual thing for us, but it, it is one of the advantages that we, that we enjoy uh, based on our scale. 
shops now. What advice do you have for, for smaller shops who are who are trying to get their hiring right? They're trying to vet and find the right people and hire and keep their people. I think the I think the most important thing is to make sure that you have a great game plan for success in your shop first and foremost. So before we go out and start trying to convince people that this is a great place to work, make sure that you have all of that in place before you hit the pavement and start looking for folks. So that when I sit down with you, um, I have I have my you know my my single location that I'm working in, but here's what we do. Here's how we do it. Here's the success that people that we've brought in have enjoyed. Here, here's what I can tell you. If you come in and and do business with us and, and we, we have a great working relationship, you're going to be successful. We're going to make you successful by providing you the training and support that you need. So get that in order first, then go out and tell your story in terms of your vision for your location, what it is you want to do and, and what your goals and objectives are. Create uh, a certain vision for that and, and then have people buy into that and then do the things that you say you're going to do. Hold yourself accountable, hold people on your team accountable and and provide that support and that training and create success stories within your organization that create forward momentum and, and, and that great culture and that great feeling of success that attracts people to your business. And the more you do that and the more consistent you are with those messages and with that support, you're going to have a lot more success in attracting and finding great people that want to help you get to the vision that you've laid out for them and, and, uh, and help you accomplish their goals and your goals at the same time and, and serve customers and the community in the same process. Thank you so much, Doug. All right, Chris. Thanks. And that's going to do it for us here today at Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Uh, I'd like to invite you to follow us on our social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as subscribe to our email newsletter, which goes out daily. Uh, and you can find that at ratchetandwrench.com. That's R-A-T-C-H-E-T-A-N-D-W-R-E-N-C-H.com. And may the rest of your day be the best of your day. And we'll see you next week.